And Seema, I hate to admit this, but you're looking pretty damn good lately. You're looking like a snack over there. I know. You got any room for any snacks in your uh, in your nutrition in your diet? I know you're trying to stay keep everything pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I kind of have room. Um, you know how I, I, I kind of overdo the snack thing, but like I do like the Quest cookies because again, they have a good amount of fiber. Yeah, they, they're not they're not something that like I really tend to overeat on, but they hit the spot. Mm. Like when I need something that can get me some little you know sweetie sweetie, I like those. Those are good. Yeah, and for people that struggle and have a hard time with snacks, I would recommend this is something that you do at the end of the day, and that way uh, you go to bed, you're satisfied, you had something sweet, and you can uh, you can turn over to something new and start a new day. What do you got over there, Andrew? Did Insima say sweetie, sweetie? I think he did. <laughs> I said sweetie, sweetie. <laughs> I was losing it over here. Um, yeah, so he did. If you guys want some of that sweetie, sweetie goodness, head over to questnutrition.com, enter promo code MarksQuest at checkout for 20% off all the sweetie sweetness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he forgot something, and he's trying to remember it. Yeah. He <sighs> forgot to remember what he's trying to remember, but he can't think of it. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I just think right there. It's that short term memory, so right? You hate that though. That's just uh, yeah. It's, I think it's like it's called tip of the tongue syndrome or something. Tip where of the you syndrome. it's right there, but you can't find it. Yeah, it's like you you have it right. You 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 just you you're grazing it just a little bit, and it's just like ooh, it goes away. You know what would help? Right on the tip. Mm-hmm. What would help? Uh, perfect keto's nootropic. Uh, you're right. Perfect Keto's Neutropic would we'll help with that. <laughs> yeah. Have you been messing with that at all? Um, yeah, I used it twice since. I make, I used it with Kratom. Mm-hmm. I just dig it. I, I dig the way it feels. It tastes good. It does taste good. Like we mentioned before, it tastes like dark chocolate. Yeah, it's super rare for a nootropic to taste like anything, period, other than like super bitter powder. But yeah. it actually tastes good, which is very odd. I wonder why. Like other because i've never taken any other nootropics but i wonder why they don't just flavor it why do they why do they leave it bitter well uh it's just mainly because like the you know people like, are trying like, to get a high dosage right yeah mm. so like it, it's not really like bcas but like imagine uh unflavored bcas that's more what yeah. it's like like you can't really do anything with it well other people can't do anything with it but perfect keto somehow managed to figure it out well and then some people are experimenting on their own trying to get like you know, loads of like, say, like acetyl L carnitine or yes. something. And it's got like a, it's going to like burn the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so if you blend it in with a bunch of other stuff the way they did with Perfect Keto, mm-hmm. then you're able to kind of like mask uh, some of the flavor. Yeah. But they got a lot of great, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about snacks and how we're, we're pretty much against snacks. We don't really want you to snack, but we understand that you're going to. We, we do. And, um, you know, you're trying to figure out like what's going to be like the least least amount of damage I can get away with. And we also talked yesterday on our podcast at length about um, trying to have your cheats be less bad. You know, <laughs> like, can you go the rest of your life without a cheat? No. <laughs> can you work on making your cheats like less intrusive and less uh, horrible on yourself? You certainly could. And, and you can do that with uh, some of the perfect keto products they have. Um different types of protein they got a collagen protein that salted caramel i know you're a big fan yes yes i am and they have uh like a whey protein powder those taste really good too um and on top of that they got their bars and now they have like trail mix and they got all kinds of stuff they got all kinds of things uh to give a shot to how do people get a discount uh so if you guys want to get in on this head over to perfectketo.com slash power project 
enter promo code POWERPROJECT at checkout. That's going to get you 15% off all Perfect Keto products. Highly recommend the Nootropic and the Collagen Protein. And we got other sponsor, Piedmontese. Yes, we do. Eating that beef. Ooh, yeah. No. And I had... um. I had some like really bad steak farts this morning and I can Ooh. feel more actually coming. <laughs> mm. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I apologize. Cause like I farted up here before <laughs> you got here. That's why we walked I, out. <laughs> we had to, I had to walk out of the room. Cause you guys like, had Yo, to fumigate. I, I can't take this. I ate so much meat yesterday. So oh I, I apologize for what's going to happen. Um, if you do have another fart, please just put your cheeks up to the uh, microphone <laughs> so so we can communicate it out to everybody else that they know what happened. You know? I'll set up a, yep. another mic and just put it down there. Let's put it like just... right by my butt. Isn't it supposed ready. to be like a? Th- it's supposed to be a thing about like cows farting and like destroying the ozone layer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's impressive to me. Like, yeah. is that true? Can they really do that? I believe it is true. Yeah, that means that, us eating the cows methane. is saving the ozone. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I wonder if these <laughs> jacked cows great. have just as bad gas, though. Like, they might. Cows smell, cows smell bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They smell really bad all the time. But they're so, like, muscular. Maybe they have, like, higher protein farts. Like it's, <laughs> Yeah. <maybe. laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're grass-fed, so they're, like, 90% grass-fed or something, I think, mm-hmm. at Piedmontese. Yeah. Anyway, I had uh, a hamburger last night Ooh. and two of their hot dogs. <gasps> And I was all pumped up about the hot dogs. So I was like, I'm going to go full keto. Like, I'm going to eat like, <laughs> you know, real keto is like, is one gram of protein per every gram of fat approximately. So you're, you have a lot more fat calories than you do um, protein calories. Mm. And so I was all pumped up. I'm going to eat the shit of these hot dogs this whole week. I'm, I had like a couple packets of the hot dogs. Can't do it, man. Their hot dogs are 20, 21 grams of protein and only 10 grams of fat. What? And Wait, they're amazing. They're so link? good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they ruined my hopes and dreams <laughs> with their lean hot dog. Huh. How'd it taste? Like, how it, was, it? it was amazing. It was. It's really, really good. And it's uh, just like steak trimmings that's in there. And it has, um, from what I can remember, don't quote me on this, but I think it had like no nitrates. It had like five or six ingredients. Um, it just had like garlic powder and onion mm-hmm. powder. And a couple other things. It was awesome. It was really, really what good. Highly recommend it. So Mark gets the hot dogs, but we don't get the hot dogs. Mm. We need to make an order. So yeah. Hot dogs. I'm, yeah. I'm going to. Oh, my gosh. That sounds so good. I, I love hot dogs. I know they're not. Well, these ones are going to be good for you, but the other ones are pretty terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just the more processed stuff is. We've talked about that many yeah. times on the podcast. But still, I think. You know, for some of us, we're just looking for stuff that doesn't have any carbs in it. And sometimes, like, if you're on the go and we we can hit up a fast food restaurant and get a burger here and there, like, those aren't the best options. It's obviously a lot better to stick to your Piedmontese beef or stick to some high-quality uh, meats. But, you know, you kind of do what you have to do sometimes in a pinch. But, man, this was – these were really good. My kids had them, too. My kids have been eating the uh, the burgers and, um, and the sliders. They just got – I mean, people got to go to this website and check it out. Yeah, they're doing something right. So protein hot dog. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get in on that. Uh, if you guys want to jump in on that too, <clears throat> head over to Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. At checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT. That'll get you 25% off your entire order. And if your order goes above $99, you get free two-day shipping. So you can order today and be meal prepping by Wednesday, right? By my calculations. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah two yeah. days. Damn. You know, speaking of cheats real quick, I feel really, really weird about this. I was telling Andrew about oh, this. Um, Here we go. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Like, it's it's just. What did you do now? He had you know broccoli co- no. for a cheat. <laughs> well, actually, it's kind of on that note. 
Um, now, don't don't get me don't get it twisted. I still eat out from time to time. Like I had some wings the other day. Great, perfect, groovy. But you know what feels weird to me? You know those Costco boiled eggs? Yeah. Okay. Hard boiled egg. Yep. Hard boiled eggs. Right. Um. So for some reason, like when I do like feel mm, I got to eat something, ah, you know, I want something good. I'll grab like eight of those eggs and some chili sauce, I'll mm. pour the chili sauce over the eggs. And it's like, I, I showed Andrew yeah. like, the chili sauce. And for some reason it, it feels so good. Like, it, great. like, I don't know why too. It's like, when you, when you think about it, this is just fucking boiled eggs <laughs> and chili sauce. But for me, it's like, mm, you know, it hits that. It hits that spot for some reason. Well, it's it's, it's, so it's a really good amount of food. It's a great amount of protein, you know, and it's it's super going to be super uh, satiating. So, like, even for someone that may not love the flavor of that, it will still fill them up pretty good, mm. you know. And that's like, um, you can use protein. They they call it protein leveraging. You can you can leverage protein. Like the more protein you eat, it's been shown that a lot of times you'll eat less overall food. Sometimes people will have like a chicken breast or or some hard-boiled eggs or something like that, and that will help you to eat less kind of throughout the rest of the day. So it's a good strategy, and um, I do the same thing. I grab hard-boiled eggs. I put them in like a like a bowl, and I throw – I have like everything seasoning. Mm. And I just dump that on there. It's yeah. like, you know, stuff you would put on like a bagel or whatever. It's legit as hell. It's so yeah. good. Weird. Yeah, mine what is kind of uh, hot. What kind of chili sauce? Oh. It's that Asian chili sauce. It has yeah, it's, like the it's chicken the, on it. It's the same chicken as oh. the sriracha one, but, but it's, it's not sriracha. sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> We've been hanging out a lot. This is great. <laughs> uh, people are like sriracha, but not sriracha. Like writing it down. Yeah. It has little chili peppers in it, so y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like it has. You can see the the little uh, little uh, pepper things, but yeah, that's good. So odd. Mm. Yeah. You've been uh, listening to some Jason Kalipa lately? Yeah, dude. I um I checked that. So uh, for me, like Audible and all that stuff, it doesn't really make sense. You have to pay for a subscription and then pay for a book. Like I, it, to me, that's like Netflix charging me to rent movies. I, I don't really understand it. So the the app I use is called Scribd. Uh, oh, I yeah. highly recommend this app for anybody listening. It's almost like it's so good that I hate telling people because I don't want to share my hack. But it's like Netflix for audiobooks. Um, I just happen to check like the uh, like so not self improvement, but uh, like whatever like uh, recommended for you. And it's like, oh damn, there's you know Jason Kalipa's AMRAP mentality. And uh, so I started listening today, and it was really cool because like when I think of Jason Kalipa, I mean he's a savage, you know, the AMRAP mentality. Like um, I just see somebody who's who's kind of figured it out and has probably had it figured out for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But he starts the book out by saying, like, no, he didn't. And he actually struggled in high – well, not struggled in high school. He just didn't care because like, he it, he didn't have any any interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until he tried to get into the same uh, college as his then-girlfriend, uh, Ashley, now uh, wife, where he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm a loser. Like, I finally, like, I can't do something that I want to do. So that – basically a uh, long story short lit a fire under his ass to take as many classes as possible uh do as much work as possible and like re- really take no breaks and like that's where the amrap mentality kind of started and it just kind of got me thinking like man in high school like i i kind of we talk about on the podcast often like mark and i we really didn't like school <laughs> um i i didn't really understand what like the point of it i didn't get anything out of it but it wasn't until like I found photography where I was like, oh, I have to actually 
I got to figure something out, you know, like I, I don't want to be a loser anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got me thinking like, like what was school like for Encima? Like, cause I think we've barely touched on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I was just thinking like with your mom and like, you know, you're, uh, you're disciplined young already, you know? So it's like, what was school like for Encima? Before we hear that, I got to take this mind bullet shot right here. Oh my the, gosh. To the face and yeah. I'm going to do it solo. So the, I'm sorry, Mark. Because uh, Encima is going to be Saving himself for later, I guess. <laughs> Save myself. He's saving himself for, for marriage. Mind bullet. Mind bullet extract straight to the dome. Here we go. To I'm going to be high as fuck in about 14 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Yo, guys, like seriously, I've taken this twice on the podcast now. If you can't see the video, well, just we're holding the mind bullet potion and it's so damn good. Um, but I have to save it for jujitsu because I've never used the potion while rolling and i feel like i'm just gonna turn it to some weird ninja black belt black belt yes yeah, black yes. belt status black belt status on some mind bullets so i'm gonna save that for later can't wait <laughs> um if you do grab it though uh mark do you suggest that they take the whole bottle or half a bottle or a third of the bottle uh, i think you'd take about half would be half. a good idea mm-hmm. um it's just it's potent it's very it's probably the, potent probably the equivalent of about eight uh capsules yeah so yeah yeah, yeah, I would say, I don't know, man, for me, it seems like it's even more powerful than, because I've taken eight capsules mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, okay, this feels great. If I take a whole bottle, man, it's, uh, it's, you really feel it. Maybe it just like hits you all at once, whereas maybe, maybe the capsule's like a longer. Yeah, so there's also, um, in the powder form, it has like fibers in it and those have to be broken down. So it takes, it takes a lot longer. This is going to hit you. This will hit you quicker. And I think because of the dosage, it will stay in your system for a while, too. Woo, I can't wait. Yeah. All right. So uh, while Mark gets high, we'll talk about school. Um, I'm out, bro. Yeah. So, you know, when I was like younger, I think uh, like school shifted for me from elementary school, middle school and high school. Like when I was younger, my mom, I mentioned this a little bit in the past. She like found a way to get me into community college classes. So she started me out in music when I was like six or seven. I was like playing piano and that type of stuff uh, in community college when they allowed kids to take classes there. And she actually, like when I was like eight or nine, I started taking like algebra classes there. And then after a certain point, they stopped allowing kids to come. But since I was already there taking Mm -hmm. classes, I got grandfathered in. So I was able to take all these math classes with like adults and stuff. And then she also put me in like this learning center, which was just satanic called Kumon, Kumon Learning Center. Um, And actually, you know what? It's actually a great thing because it it teaches like math and reading and it's something to help kids get ahead for like, you know, middle school and high school or whatever. Um, So I took that with my my friend Brian and it was like just us two and like a bunch of other Asian kids. And um, it was it was great. You know, I hated it. I would a lot lot of the time throw away my Kumon packets. How old were you? I was like at Kumon. I think I started Kumon at 10, Hmm. 10 or 11. Yeah. So that kind of put me ahead because when I started high school, um, I was taking calculus freshman year and I finished that. So I was already ahead in like math, but this is the thing. My mom was the one that was like pushing me to do all this learning and stuff. I wasn't like, I, <laughs> she knew that I, I wasn't enjoying it or whatever. Cause I, I would always like, you know, I'd throw things out like my Kumon stuff. I get spanked multiple times for throwing out my Kumon packets. So when I started high school, I, like I was ahead in math, which is cool. But from there, it's just like, I was just like, I would just want to do enough to get by. And that's how it was for me for the rest of high school. Like, cool. Math is out of the way, but now let me just get B's and C's and just do enough to get myself through all these classes, certain classes. Like I, I 
do better in because like she'd get mad at me she's like oh you bring home a b who, who, who are you like that's not <laughs> that's not normal she knew i could do better so like there were certain phases where i was like you know what i gotta do better but there are certain phases where I was like, you know what? I'm really, really good at Counter-Strike, so I'm going to play more Counter-Strike. <laughs> like, I was really addicted to games in high school. I told you all this. Um, well, so, Counter-Strike was a really good game, though. Counter-Strike, yeah. It was, uh, was it Counter-Strike? There was 1.6. Source. Counter-Strike Source. I played a lot of Counter-Strike oh Source. God. I played Did a lot your of mom, Maple uh, Story. punish you with uh, taking away the video game console at all? <laughs> the thing is, she didn't even know I was playing video games on the computer. Uh, like, okay. the computer's where I got my work done. Uh, she didn't I gotta know. go do my homework. I gotta go do my homework, mom. You know, and then there's con- uh, Alt-Tab. You know, y'all oh, know of course. Alt-Tab is to bring the screen down. So, like, the computer would be in the in the loft area. But once I'd, once I'd hear those uh, footsteps, Alt-Tab, mm-hmm. oh, I'm do- doing my homework, you know? So, I'd be fooling her all the time, which I do feel bad about. But, you know, um, I... I was really like trying to like I loved working out and I knew I wanted to become a doctor. So my thing was, okay, let me do well in the science classes, which I did really well in my science classes are all right, like bees, but I didn't really, there was no vigor in a lot of the stuff I was learning, you know? So yeah, I didn't have to get by. Then I, when I got into college, like I knew, okay, I gotta be a doctor. So that's when I deleted my maple story account and cried about that and <laughs> stopped gaming as much. Um, and I just worked really hard in college, but then I left because I realized I didn't want to be a doctor anymore. And I just focused on what I wanted to do. So for me, school was like, it was just something I, I, I did to get by because I know that this was a path for me to become a professional in what I wanted to do at the time, which was medicine. But I think the whole, the whole time, like I didn't really love it. So I didn't really apply myself that much. Whereas like when I realized that I really loved learning about like fitness and nutrition and stuff like that, I'm reading and learning about that stuff literally every single day. And that was like when I really realized what it was that I liked to do. So that's why when I look back at school, first off, kudos to all the kids that were just like, you know, you know, I guess they had more motivation than me back in high school because even though they didn't want to do it, they just did it. Right. But like, I just wish I knew what I wanted to do earlier. Like, I really knew yeah. what I wanted to do. I feel like a lot of people kind of know what they want to do, but I, I wish I really knew. And I feel like that's just tough. Um, but yeah. 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 The way I feel like I, I've said that multiple times, like, oh, I wish I knew back in high school I wanted to do photography, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so much that like. Uh, I don't know, I guess the options weren't there, but I, I really did not even think that that was like a career path. Yeah. So for yourself, like, oh, I want to get into fitness. It's like, who the hell is going to be around you to say, oh, and SEMA, you can actually follow your passion yeah, no. and it's going to pay off. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And that's the thing, like the drive for in, in terms of fitness, I really liked it. I was really into that stuff. Like I told you in, in high school, um, I went no carb to try and get shredded. I was eating like a thousand calories a day or something. That's nuts. And I got leaner, <laughs> but I was also very dizzy. <laughs> I weren't feeling very good. I was not yeah. feeling good. So I was already into that, but I never thought of that being a viable career path because that wasn't going to bring in money. Mm. I knew that medicine would bring in money and I'm all right at science. So let me just do that. Mm. Makes sense. So it was more of a positive thing thing right it wasn't like uh like how i was giving the example of kalipa he woke up and was like oh my gosh i'm sitting next to a seventh year freshman in junior college i don't want to be like that it was more like i really want to follow my passion instead of you know following medicine 
when I left, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, okay. Like, like I, I, when I realized what I wanted to do, that's when I left. Or actually, it wasn't that I realized that I wanted to go into fitness, but I realized that I didn't want to go into medicine. So I was like, I don't know what I want to do, so I need to stop spending it's, money. And here. that's a easier route for people is to find out, like, think about the things that you don't want to do, the shit that you don't like. Because if I sit here and I'm like, and let's say, let's say you're 16, and I'm like, what do you love to do? Or even say you're 36, right? Mm-hmm. Like sit down and ask you just qu- ask yourself this question: What do you love to do? It's like, man, I I, I don't know. Like yeah. I like making money. I like working hard. Like I like a good challenge. Like I like watching some TV with my girlfriend or wife or like, you know. It's like you're kind of like at a loss for like what do you really? You might not really be super passionate. Like I love catching a, a football game here and there, but like you might not have like a thing that you're really crazy about. Maybe you have a couple of hobbies, but maybe you're still not like super fired up or inspired by any, any particular thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, well let's try to come from the other side of it. What, what do you know that you don't like? And you could say, I know for a fact that I don't like a nine to five. It's like, okay, we can kind of, that's a lot of jobs we can rule out if you mm-hmm. don't like a nine to five. I don't, you know what, man, to be honest with you, I I don't, I don't think I really work that well when I have like a boss and it's like, okay, well now we need to figure out how are you going to have a job that's going to, you know, maybe you are a personal trainer. Maybe you're an online coach. Maybe you are, um, there's so many different things you can go into, but now it starts to open your mind up towards narrowing things down and trying to find out what you want to do. The weird thing about being a kid is like, I think that if someone came to you and said, hey, you can like if someone came to you and said you can make make money, you know, taking pictures, you might have thought it was kind of cool. But then the immediate sales pitch after that was, well, you better get good grades because you need to go to a good school to learn how to. And it's like, shut off. Boom. Like back to video games. Fuck that. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I do think that it's important that people go through like uh, a struggle and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like hard times. It doesn't have to be like someone doesn't need to die to, you know, for this to happen. Doesn't have, you don't have to have a divorce or you don't have to have like crazy things happen in your life to to have like a struggle, but just some resistance. Like you were um, messing around in the medical field. You were trying some stuff and you're like, you got some pushback in some different ways and realized like, you know, I don't think this fits my lifestyle. And then how unhealthy. I mean, you want to talk about some of the most unhealthy people in the world. You look at like teachers and you look at <laughs> nurses and doctors. I mean, they're, they're, they're hustling around. And it's, it's kind of understandable. But when you start to recognize the things that you don't want to do, I think that can really help a lot. And you know who can identify shit that they don't want to do better than any other people in the world? Little kids. Mm-hmm. They are masters of it. Hey, dude, what do you want to be when you grow up? They might have a couple ideas because they're six. Yeah. I'm going to be a cop. You know, I want to be a fireman or I want to be, I want to be in the military or whatever. I want to be rich. Like they might just say something crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But they don't really know. They definitely know what they don't like though. They know that for sure. Do you like broccoli? Nope. Like not only will they, not only will they say no, they will like shake their head and go crazy and they might scream no. Yep. You like ice cream? They might, you know, ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. They might be like pumped, right? And so um, I think as a kid, it's a re- like it's a really interesting stuff where you're you're just so into like, I just want to be like a part of like, like hanging out with my friends, man. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you get attached to things uh, more so than you get attached to people because I think you find 
enough stability in some of the people that are around you. But as a kid, it's like, that's the most important thing is like, I don't know like what's up with this dude, but he's like the same height as me and we're the same age and we look similar. Like I want to hang out with this guy. Like we need to go fucking climb a tree or something, you know, <laughs> you're like, we gotta be, we gotta be homies. I don't know how it's going to happen, but we need to figure it out. You know, though, um, I they, like, it's funny because when I started working out when I, at 13, um, there was, <laughs> I don't even remember his name, but he would have thought I was so weird. Uh, I worked out at this uh, club center in Natomas and the first time I trained there, there was, this <laughs> there was this really tall jacked black dude. <laughs> And I was just like, I want to look like that guy. So you know how I was like super shy. I never talked to the dude, but I'd always, I kind of figured out what time he would work out. 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m. every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, This might have been night. my friend uh, Terreno who was here yesterday. Maybe, but it was every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday night. And he was never there on Wednesdays or the weekends. So I would always come in around those times and like I'd be on the machines <laughs> watching him, trying to see what he was doing and how he was working out. Yeah, like crush after, on him. After he'd do something, I'd like, I didn't want him to like know I was copying him, but I'd just be like, I'd do the same thing and I'd just watch him and for weeks and I never introduced Wait, myself to the exact same workout. That's yeah. so good. I never introduced myself and this was like five months and then he moved away and never came back. Oh yeah. He probably, I don't know where he moved, but like that's where I got my workout knowledge because it was literally almost every single week I'd be in the gym at the same time as this dude. And I just like copy him. Right. So like from there, like I had an example of somebody <laughs> that I wanted to look like because he kind of looks like me now. Like, like he, he was big and he was bulbous. I was like, I want to look like that guy. You, so you bring up actually a really good point. Like, uh, copying is always like, um, you is normally like frowned upon, but it's actually a really great place to start. And when we had, um, we had Elliot Holtz on the, on the show. Um, I was kind of shocked that he said that that was a thing for him to like just uh, imitate and uh, copy other people because he seems so original, right? He said, but like you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. He's like, so I copied this guy and I copied that guy. And you find things in people that you admire. You find things that you like and you're like, that seems pretty cool. As a kid, though, it's really hard to understand what's not cool sometimes. Like, like you know the things that you like. Um, but you think it's cool to like not do your work. You think it's cool to like not walk around with your books. You think it's cool, uh, like the cool the cool kids. They they don't have great they don't have great grades. They don't they don't uh, like you don't want to overly excel in anything except for maybe like a sport. You yeah. know, because then you get admiration from the girls that go to the school and and the other guys that go to the school and stuff. But like you know, kicking ass in your calculus class like that doesn't you know that doesn't really sound all that all that great. And I think, you know, I think it's important that kids do exactly what you just mentioned right there. Find, find someone that has something, you know, has something going on. And it's not even kids. I should just say it's for all people. Find some people around you that have something going on where you're like, I like those characteristics a lot, man. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try better at, at a couple of these things and just see, just see what you can do. What do you think about the idea of, um, just doing like you mentioned that figuring out what you don't like, right? You know, uh, Casey Neistat. That yeah, one, yeah, absolutely. He talked about yeah. You he's, know, who, yeah, he sk he skated by uh, on, <sighs> on his uh, on his uh, skateboard. Mm -hmm. He skated by me and my kids, and my son freaked out, and I didn't know what was going on. 
and he goes, that was uh, Casey Neistat or whatever. And I was like, I was like, wait, I was like, who? I was like, wait, that's the YouTube guy, right? And I said, where did he go? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> track I, yeah, I was going to like run, run him down, but he was flying. Yeah, when you guys, you, Mark just said about copying people, I tried to imitate him when I was doing Hustle Mania for Ooh, Mark. So okay. that's why a lot of the, you know, the angles I would get, like Mark would see me, I would set up the camera like in a weird spot and mm-hmm. then we would just become part of the scene and then eventually I'd run and go get it. Yeah. But it's because I would, I was, dude, I was obsessed with Casey Neistat vlogs back in the day. And it's not just you. He changed the landscape of YouTube. Yeah. He was the guy that started drone footage, and then every oh, YouTuber shit. started getting drones for drone footage. Yeah, like like it worked too. So like he changed that landscape. So mm-hmm. people started doing what he was doing. But um, like what I was saying was like he when he what when he figured out what he wanted to do, he started off like as a dishwasher. So he knew he just had to get a job. Mm. He did that. He hated it. He had a lot of shit jobs until like he really knew, okay, this is what I want to do because I really, really hate doing this. So somehow I think it'd be it's great to like get some experience doing something, whatever it is, whether you're volunteering somewhere, because that's how I figured out that I didn't want to go into the medical field by volunteering in a hospital. Um and like, you know, I worked at a gym. I there were certain things that I knew I didn't like. Like I didn't like being, I guess, an employee that had to answer to a boss and had a set schedule. I didn't like a set schedule. I liked it. I wanted some type of flexibility. So then I moved into training people on my own in a private gym. So that, that's how I kind of came across what I like by doing things and getting experience and figuring out what I do enjoy and what I don't enjoy. I think it'd be somehow if you could figure that out younger, that'd be even more powerful. But if wherever you are right now, whether in your twenties or thirties, you could you could more you could still figure that out right now yeah i think uh like yeah going through a bunch of shit that you really dislike is super important like you know we i just got done saying like oh i wish i knew in high school that i could be a photographer one day but i needed to go through a lot of bad shit in order to realize like oh wait this is what i love to do and then once mm-hmm. i actually have the opportunity to do it every day i'm not going to throw it away mm-hmm. yeah i think that's really important yeah i think we can all agree like nothing would be a waste of time really, you know, if in pursuing like a, a job, you know, um, you, you get like, uh, let's say you, you get a job at like a movie theater or something like that. Maybe you just simply learn, like uh, maybe you learn from, uh, the manager of like how to treat people. Maybe the manager is great. Like maybe they're like, wow, like that person every day, they thank me for my work. They make me feel special every time. And they do the same for everybody else. Or maybe they're a shit manager. And you're like, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm never gonna treat anybody that way. Like, the, like regardless whether it's work or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't vibe with that. I don't like that. You're gonna learn stuff, and then you're gonna learn stuff that you like to do. Like, oh, I like greeting people at the front door, and I like saying hello to them, and I like ripping their ticket for them and telling them where the where to go sit or whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't dig, you know, mopping the floor. Like that's not, I don't, I don't like cleaning the toilets or whatever, right? You're going to yeah. learn a lot about yourself and there's going to be those things that you have to do that you really don't want to do, but you're going to be doing them when you don't want to do them. And that builds a lot of character. It builds a lot of strength. And then, you know, here's where I think people are sometimes messing up because they're, you're still able to do a lot of great things in this world right now. You're able to like monetize stuff and you're able to get quick feedback and likes and comments that make you feel really good and that give you momentum. But you really need to be able to, you really do need to be able to figure out a way to carry your own responsibilities on your back and proceed forward at all times. So you have to be making a living while also pursuing a dream 
you don't want to you don't want to be pursuing a dream and not doing much mm-hmm. you know like if you're just pursuing the dream and that's all that you're working on all the time that's kind of cool in some ways but man you're going to be pretty dysfunctional and you might be you might find yourself being pretty sad and pretty upset with yourself and maybe depressed even because you might not feel like you have much value because you can't take care of yourself, you know? So kind of like the starving artist uh, mentality. And I, and I am a big believer in like, fuck it, man, do whatever you need to do to get to wherever you need to get to. And if you need to sleep in your car for a little while, that's fine. But you really shouldn't be sleeping in your, you know, you should figure out a way to have enough finances to get you headed, heading in the right direction. There's no reason why you can't do that and chase down your dreams, like kind of on the side. And then the roles will reverse. You'll be actually living your dream and you can be like, I don't really need this job anymore. And you can start to move on to something yeah, else. Yeah, It's the Aubrey Marcus's method of like, smi- I mean, a lot of people say smile through the suck, but that's what he uh, implemented when he had a marketing job that he hated, but he went through it and dealt with it because he wanted to start on it. He knew he was going to have to do something in order to put himself in a position to do what he really, really wants to do. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to sleep in my car. It was like, no, I'm going to work my ass off at this job that I don't love, but it's going to afford me the opportunity to start my own company. Mm. And I think that's that's uh, one of the biggest takeaways from that book that, <laughs> that I can remember. You know, one thing I, I think is pretty important too, in, in situations like that, when you do have like, when you do have a job and, and there's, by the way, people like if you do have a job or a nine to five, there's nothing wrong with a nine to five. I'm not saying like, it's just like, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for us. Right. But if you do have that and let's say that you don't necessarily like it and you're working on something else. Um, I know, I know quite a few people who they kind of really got comfortable with what they had. Like they're like, yo, I'm, I'm making all right money. Uh, this thing, uh, I like it, but it doesn't seem feasible. And they just kind of give up on that. And yeah, maybe sometimes, maybe sometimes you do find it's too hard and you give up on it. But sometimes when you get too comfortable, it gets easy to just give up on what you want it to do. Because right now you're like, you're just all right. You know what I mean? How do you feel about that? Do you, cause I mean, sometimes like there are situations where that, that is what it is. But, um, how do you think somebody can can like fight that? Because I know a lot of people that are just kind of stuck where they are and they're not pursuing what they really want to do because it just it's too unrealistic at this point. Yeah, um, and you just mentioned the key word right there, realistic. Like what what is uh, what is something that's realistic for you? And maybe you've been chasing something down for a long time and it just it it, uh, it hasn't happened yet. And th- those are those are tough situations. Cause it's like, are you just going to kind of chase after something forever? Um, and not really be like a functioning part of society the way that you, the way that you really need to be. Mm. Um, I think that, uh, I think that giving up on your dream though might cost you more so than anything else. Like it might be more painful to do that than to do anything else. Like, um, if, if you had this, this goal that you were really, you know, you really always wanted to try to accomplish as long as it's not like, you know, out of this world, like I want to make a hundred million dollars a year or something like that. I mean, you can, you can be as like wishful as you want and, and it's possible that certain thing, it might not become, uh, you know, 0.025% of the population or whatever the hell it is. Right. <laughs> so you have to, uh, you know, be a little bit reasonable about it. But I think that 
you know, you, you should be, you should always hold on to your, your dreams. And maybe like, you know, maybe you shoot for the moon and you still end up in the sky, you know, you still have, end up a little bit above the clouds. And it's like, you know, I, I went after a 600 pound bench, right. And I, and I failed. I tried it several times. I actually tried uh, a 600 pound bench once in a meet twice in the gym and all three times that I tried it, I got hurt, you know? And I, at some point you're like, okay, like I really want that. And then you start to kind of think about, okay, why do I want, I had something I had to give up on. I had to, pa- I had to pass on it and be like, it just doesn't make sense for me anymore to keep to like, you guys wouldn't even want to see it. You know what I mean? You'd be like, dude, like you're going to get like really hurt. Like mm-hmm. you're compromising your health. So you have to put things into some sort of perspective. Um, you know what? Sometimes, I mean, when it's something physical like that too, like, like I'm not stopping jujitsu until I get a world championship. And, and maybe you do hold on to that forever because there's different age categories and stuff you can get into. Yeah. And you could be like 70 years old and like, dude, in SEMA, like it ain't going to happen, bro. What are you, uh-huh. what are you doing? You're going to get jacked up, but you do. It's important that you, you hold on to your dreams and maybe your dreams shift because your goals shift a lot. That happens often. Your goals, your goals are going to change a lot as you get older and um, there's a lot of things that I have done that I've been pumped about. And I also got greedy. Like I wanted to do a thousand pound squat and then that wasn't good enough. I wanted to do 1100 mm-hmm. and I wanted to do a 700 pound bench and I ended up doing an 854 pound bench. And when I did that, I was like, I got to do 900. Yeah. And then I, I wanted to deadlift over 700. I deadlifted 766 and I was like, I need 800 mm-hmm. and I just never went, I never ended up with that 800. So you end up with some of it. I ended up with a pretty damn good powerlifting career. Yeah. You know, the first off about the goal shifting, um, that happens a lot. Like I remember when I first got back, when I first got into natural bodybuilding at like 22 or something, oh, right? Yeah. Natural bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, when I first got into natural bodybuilding, mm-hmm. I did those shows. Um, Only and natural about that's the trend. Okay. <laughs> then, <laughs> I'm full of jokes today. <laughs> you know, straight up though, I, I really am digging the nickname trend SEMA. I'm using it for like all my usernames on things because it, it just really flows. It like, is. I'm not on trend people, but trend SEMA sounds kind of yeah. dope. Trend SEMA pin yang. Trend SEMA pin yang. That's my favorite. Yeah. We, we know that you're not on trend. Right, Andrew? Wink. Someone needs to make an IG trend SEMA pin yang. I'll just, you know, I'm just going to make that. I'll be, yeah. You'll be the next Tony Huge. Be the next Tony Huge. Anyway, no. Yo, I'm not on drugs, yo, but let me get back to this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I promise I'm not on drugs. I promise. Anyway. Uh, um, 6'1", 250, 7% body fat. Just Year round, too. Year round. That's the thing. But, you know, Uh, imagine if he actually tried what he could look like. (laughs) Why do we he, even have him on the show? He, he's using the this, uh, the chemistry to help him not work as hard. Is this your idea, Andrew? Oh Actually, um, no, this was not my idea. Oh, fuck. Do you not remember this was, this was Smokey's idea? Yeah, when the idea actually came to me, I said no. Yeah. Was this my idea? I think so. I really hope not. Yeah. You took well, too much mind bullet one day and you're like, yeah. you know what, man? I love Enzima. I'm going to have him on the podcast. <laughs> I felt all the warm hugs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to your bullshit story. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, yo, when I, when I when I started in the natural natural bodybuilding, right? Can't even I, you say know, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, in 2015, in 2015, I won Worlds. You know Doug Miller, right? He's fucking jacked. He's fucking jacked. And like on Instagram, because I was so pumped, I'm like. 
yo, give me six years. I'm going to beat Doug Miller on stage, <laughs> right? And I started doing powerlifting. And, like, I really dug that. I really liked building strength and then strength was my goal along with getting bigger but then i started jujitsu and then jujitsu caught me and like like now that that became my main athletic goal like goals shift um they they shift a lot and i think it's okay to to let that happen because if you find new experiences you find new things that you really enjoy and that really fit your personality but another thing and it's a tool for like whether you're like 15 16 listening to this or you're like 20 30 40 it's have you ever uh, heard about the self-authoring suite by Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that thing, if you're, if you find it hard to really think about this, that whole thing, it's like you could buy, it's like 15 bucks for the whole suite. It has, you go over, like you literally go over your past, you go over your present, you go over your future. And it asks you all of these, just like just a bunch of questions. Jason Kalipa's calling. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it asks you like, a, it's quantum, a bunch yeah. of questions that like, have you go into detail, about like what you want to do, why you want to do it, who you want to do it with, what you envision your social like life looking like, why that is. It has you go over your personality. It has you go over all of these things very, very, very deeply. I think I did that like a year and a half ago because like I I wanted to try it out and when I was doing it with my buddy, like we were just trying to see, is this something that's going to help us out? This much? is something you did like online or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you fill out some information and. Uh, What's it like going through that process? Is it, um, does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel bad? Is it like emotional at all? Like, yes. I would imagine like it would be, cause I mean, look, man, like you start, people are terrified to go to like a therapist, right? mm -hmm. Like they got some problems, right? And going to a therapist reminds me of going to like a therapist for an injury. Yeah. Like, ah, my elbow kind of hurts, but then what do they do to you? Like Mm -hmm. they fucking dig in deep, right? And it hurts really, really bad. But then what happens? The pain can subside and you can kind of start to do something about it and be active about it. And I think what you're talking about can be like kind of you're like, man, like because you have these hopes and dreams and nobody's nobody's ever where they want to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be filling out the fucking survey. Right. Yeah, man. Like, dude, like seriously, first off, it helped me clarify a lot of the things I wanted to do. Like one of the things I wrote down in there was I want to do more stuff with voice. Like I want to do more stuff in terms of podcasting. Mm. And it's not like I well, that shit into existence or anything, but later on you invited me onto this and now I get to do this. Yeah. You know, that's that, that was crazy to me because like before that I wasn't even really thinking about that being a big deal. You're but when I shopping block, by the way, I know <laughs> that's why I really got to, I got to perform, but like, nah, seriously, when I, when I, I came to that conclusion on that because it helped me dwindle down a lot of the things I wanted to focus on. Mm. And that ended up being one of those things. But before this, I never really thought about that being viable until it brought me to that conclusion. And then another thing it did, it, 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 it helped it. There was a part of it that made you try to realize what do you want your life not to look like? And it asked a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. That shit made me cry. Mm-hmm. Like it, it made you really think of like, if everything goes wrong or if you're living a life that you don't want to live, right? If you didn't achieve the things you want to achieve, what does your life look like? And when you really think that deeply about that, that sh- that dude, I literally got, that made me emotional. I got sad yeah, because it makes you go deep on both sides of things. Mm -hmm. So like, really, if you're trying to figure, if you don't know what you want to do or you're trying to figure out, you're trying to narrow it down. It it takes hours. It takes a while to finish it and it is work. But by the end of that, you will have narrowed things down and have an idea of what you actually want to focus on. It's crazy. It's like going to a therapist, like you said. Yeah. 
I, lo- I get in a lot of good conversation. I feel like blessed that I have some people that will like open up to me and communicate with me um, because it, it gives me a lot of life experiences. And, um, you know, someone the other day, they were just telling me like, you know, like I'm X amount of years old and like, what story am I writing? You know, and they're, they're bummed about it. Cause they're like, I, you know, I don't know if I even wrote one page, you know, and it's obviously they're not talking about actually writing a book, but they're just saying like, maybe they've been writing somebody else's book, you know, and it's, it's all stuff to think about. It is, it's a healthy practice to kind of examine, like, are you doing the things that you want to do? And if you're not doing some of the things that you uh, want to do, there's, you don't need to be beat yourself up over it, but you need to figure out how can I do more of the things that I like? And I'm not just talking about things that make you happy because, um, you know, if you just did shit that made you happy, maybe that would be a slippery slope. Like if you just ate ice cream all the time because you dig ice cream, like it doesn't sound like a healthy option, you know, mm-hmm. and you can get carried away with a lot of the things that you enjoy, like you can overexercise, right? There's a lot of things you can kind of overdo that you like, um, even like alcohol or something like mm-hmm. that is a good example, right? And so I think you need to try to figure out well, what are some things that really fulfill me? What are things that make me really feel good? And then you start to think about how can I do that a little bit more. I think about that every day. I think about it every single day. I scan over like I didn't really like that that much or I like I did dig that. I know for me right now, I love focusing on other people or at least trying to. And then sometimes I might get a little irritated by it because I'm like, I don't have any fucking time for myself because <laughs> I, I do kind of stretch myself kind of thin. But then I need to just think and say, you know what? No, no, you're following a lot of the stuff that you want to do, you are helping people, you are communicating with, and so it's uh, it's not an easy thing to balance. Yeah, uh, how safe do you think it is to be a, a little unrealistic with you know some of the things you're into? I we just said like it's important to be realistic, but like uh, you brought up you know I want to eat ice cream every day, like but like what if I turn that into a YouTube channel? And, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe this will lead to like getting a sponsorship from an ice yeah. cream company or John something. John Berardi eats ice cream every day. <laughs> you know, you can figure out. jacked. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can figure things out and you mm-hmm. can make sense of stuff. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I did the, you know, the month off of coffee or whatever. And I was like, you know, what? I just, I just enjoy coffee. Mm-hmm. And so now, so my, when I looked back at it and I got a different perspective, I was like, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm going to really work on avoiding drinking coffee because I'm tired. So now that's like something that I've been working on. I'll even on days where I'm more sleepy, you would think I would try to drink more coffee. I like just the act of drinking coffee. So I'll actually get decaf. And then I'm like, you got to correct this shit on your own. Mm. You need to overcome this stuff on your own. You need Mm. to, what do you need to do? Need to get to sleep on time, you know, and need to, like sleep is, um, we talk about it endlessly on this podcast, but it is, it's a really crucial thing. And a lot of people just aren't very good at it and something you need to work at just like, um, just like anything else, but having like goals that aren't, are completely, um, irrational, uh, can kill you. I mean, that's how, that's how fucking powerful it, it can. I've seen it kill friends before. Um, friends have got addicted to drugs and painkillers and stuff because they wanted to be like a rock star. They wanted to be a professional wrestler. They wanted to be, it was like, they were trying to be, they were trying to be great. Yeah. And because of that, they forgot all the steps in, in the middle, you know, they forgot all the steps to start out. It's like, man, if you're going to be, if you're trying to be great, then you need to be like average and ordinary first. And then show me that you can be average and ordinary for a long period of time. And you know what that ends up being? 
it ends up being great because if, if you're like maybe someone uh, might think uh, with uh, Andrew, Andrew's not you know 275 pounds all muscle, so it's not like overwhelming when you see him, right? But somebody might think uh, you know he's not not a multimillionaire. He's not you know driving up driving up in a Bentley, right? Mm-hmm. So someone might think like oh it's just like whatever, and it's like no no no, this is a guy that cares about all the people around him. This is a guy who's fucking consistent as hell. This is a guy who works really hard. This is a guy who's going to stay late, show up early, like do all the shit that's necessary just to be good every single day. And then if you're good, if you're good every single day and beyond being good, he goes above and beyond his job. Mm-hmm. He wants to continue to learn, wants to continue to get better. And so when you start to see that, you're like, he's fucking great. He's great at what he does. And is there room to get better? It's not like you can be like, hey, peace out. I'm great. <laughs> but that's that's greatness. And I think that people are missing out on that because you see, um, you know, maybe so many other things going on that you're kind of viewing as, oh, that person got a million likes on their thing or what. And you're viewing all that as being great. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's just being consistent, like people like Ed Cohn and Jay Cutler and these people that we all admire if you really think about what do they have in common, it's that real chunk of being good and being consistent for a really long time. Uh, it's also a big deal, though, like as you're being consistent at something, naturally, when you continue to move forward with it, you will make shifts when you find out things aren't working right. It doesn't mean that your 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 whole goal changed. But like when you were developing the slingshot or you're trying to come up with that idea like you probably had to make so many shifts because just certain things weren't working the right way, right? Like yeah. you just you just made changes. Um, a buddy of mine, Eric Kenry, do you know who he is? Mm, I don't know. Okay, so Eric Kenry, his I think his fa- his um his serial Instagram is Family Food Dude, and what he does is he likes sweets and cereals and these just weird snacks like odd flavored pop tarts or whatever he's a healthy dude too and he actually i think he's gotten back into wrestling too like he does uh some amateur wrestling because he used to do that back in the day but for the longest time like i back on instagram back in like 2013 through 2012 right eric has been doing like this this uh this like cereal and like sweets thing for for a long time because he just likes him and his wife they're the type of people to buy a box of donuts Mm -hmm. and take a bite of each and throw away the donuts because they like just to try and right. see how things taste. So they just love that, right? So what he's been doing for the longest time before he before it took off was just like posting videos and posting his uh, reviews of like what he thinks about different types of like really sweet things, you know, like that Trader Joe's cinnamon bun spread, right? Oh. He'll he'll give it a rating, <laughs> and it wasn't like it wasn't getting a lot of traction, but then. Like after I think four or five years of this this stuff, right? He got picked up by like I don't know, just something happened where he got picked up by some company or mm-hmm. whatever, and it just blew up. And this thing just like now he does it with his son. He has videos where him and his son try stuff, and it's just like that's the thing he wanted to do. And he was do, still working with people as a strength coach, mm-hmm. and so does his wife. But he continued to hammer away at that, and that is like super unrealistic. Like thinking that you know. You, you're just some dude in Florida and you like tasting shit and people really end up liking it to think that and just to keep hammering away at that. That's like, that's just how this type of thing can happen. But he probably had to make so many shifts to make that work for him now, you know, right. and it's, it's awesome seeing how it worked out for him, but also it was cool to see how for years, not that many people were paying that much attention mm. and then just 
consistently, it took off. It takes a long time to get like uh, recognition and to have people like, you know, paying attention to it. And so when it comes to like a social media platform, um, maybe people were following him. He's he's into working out and stuff. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe people were following him because he's into like working out. He's into fitness, family guy, and so people were you know following him for that. He probably just has family following him, just like everybody else does. And then um, when he started making those posts, there's probably a lot of people who are like, I don't, I don't dig this. Like, why is he showing me unhealthy food all the time? I thought he's a fitness guy, and and they and they go away. But that's actually really good because the peop- the new people that are coming through the door, they found you specifically for like what you're showing and what you're viewing. And now you can, you know, quote unquote, sell them on this idea. You're not really trying to make them purchase anything necessarily. But then they're who they get. They're, those people are going to be so excited. They're going to share that information with other people. I'm like, I got to tag my boy and see him. And he loves all this crap too, you know? And, it, and that's what happens. Like, look how fun this is. This guy's eating all this different stuff. Check out his kid, man. He's got chocolate over his face, yeah. right? And people share it and it starts to grow and grow and grow. And and that's like, you know, that that is a great thing. It just takes, you know, it's going to take time, right? Um, where I think people can, you know, maybe save themselves some time is just unrealistic goals in terms of like, maybe it's just not... Like, like maybe you just, maybe it just doesn't make any sense. Like, um, like if I wanted to be a, like in the WNBA, right? Like, it's like, there's certain characters, I guess like now, I guess now, yeah, I guess now maybe, you know, you could, but you kind of like see my point, like even just saying like me in the NBA, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I do love basketball, but like, that's not enough to get me there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for me to try to shift gears, uh, even if I even if I was a pretty good basketball player right now, it's like what would I have to do to be able to do that? Now there are things that are wild that are probably out of reach for you now that you could convert yourself over into doing, but it would take so many steps. Let's take like something like a backflip, right? Mm. Like I only started jumping about three months ago, <laughs> just, just in training, you know, yeah. jumping on boxes and stuff. What if I committed to a backflip? Now, like. First thing that comes to my mind for a backflip is I probably would need to be more mobile, right? Mm-hmm. So that would take some time. But can I do a backflip? Fuck yeah, I can do a backflip. But it's pro- it would probably honestly take me about two years of me really it'd probably taking semen like a month. But it probably <laughs> take me like two years of really trying to work on it. Maybe for me, I'd have to lose like 40 pounds. It's like, can I lose 40 pounds? Like that would that would suck. But I can. I can take the steps. So like that's some of the stuff you got to ask yourself, like the goal that you have, you know, go back to John Berardi's podcast. Everyone should be listening to that podcast. Check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone should, you know, look into some of the books and stuff that he has to offer because he talked about how he sets those goals up. And it's like, what are the steps to get there? The, the steps for me to go from who I am right now to get into the NBA, I could start to write it out like, fuck, man, I need to be a lot faster. I need more agility. Like I can barely dribble. Like I dribble <laughs> off my foot all the time. That's not very productive to, for yeah. being in the NBA, you know? So I, you could write out all these things. and I'd be like, wow, that's going to take me about eight years to be like proficient at that stuff. And I'm going to be 50. Is there anybody in the NBA that's 50? No. <laughs> right? So it's like you can start to kind of rule certain things out, and maybe it's too much of a stretch. Maybe it's too unhealthy. For me to get back into powerlifting, for me to get 
you know, back in a squat suit. And for me to pursue an eight or 900 pound squat, I could do all those things, but man, would I be fucked? And would it, <laughs> it, it would be, it'd be too much of a compromise. So I ain't going to go for it. Mm-hmm. When you uh, just mentioned like, uh, what, what's it going to take for me to get into the NBA? You know, kids always talk about like, Oh, I'm going to be a professional basketball player someday. And a lot of this has to do uh, with this mind. This thought that I have has a lot to do with, uh, the most recent episode with Charlie rocket, which I'm going to go on record and say it's the most underrated podcast episode across any platform ever. You guys mm-hmm. need to listen to that. But, um, yeah, let's say you want to go to the NBA. Okay, you're, you know, five six. You you dribble off your feet, whatever. Like you're, it's probably not going to happen. But what if you studied basketball so damn much that you know defense better than anybody you know that that's ever even touched a clipboard? And let's say, okay, you're not going to be the starting you know point guard for the Kings. But what if you're the head defensive coach or you know you're on the the sidelines? Okay, you didn't make it onto the team. Yeah. but you still are in the NBA and it's all because you had a certain passion and you never gave up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like, yeah, okay. I'm not going to like uh, an unrealistic goal is to be like on an all-star team. That's uh, our buddy Carlos who's been filming for us more recently. Right. He loves basketball. He's like, man, he's like, <laughs> I probably wasn't going to, you know, I probably wasn't going to be able to figure out, you know, how to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's like, so there I'm, there I am filming games for them. But yo, Sick. yeah, exactly. Your your example brings up an example of somebody who did something super similar. His name I forgot. I don't know his name, but his YouTube name is the Professor. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, the N one mixtape guy. Yeah. Oh, the Professor. The Professor. The Professor. Because like, yeah, like he's <laughs> seen that guy before. Exactly. Yeah. Since a kid, he's wanted to be in the NBA, right? But he's like a five seven, five six white dude, right? So he built his handles. He ended up going into and one mixtape and all that type oh, of that's stuff. Cool. Nowadays, he's one of the biggest basketball like influencers out there, right? It's he does videos with like NBA players um, and he just like like he does videos analyzing NBA players and other stuff. And it's just like it's crazy because he doesn't have the build of some top basketball player. Right. But he just loved it so much that he figured out a way he shifted his goals and he figured out a way to do something with his love of basketball. Um contrary to what everybody else thought. Like he, he look, 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 he was Jesus. so exciting to watch. Exactly. Right. And I think he was a teenager at that point too, bro. Like he was a teenager, but that's the thing. Like that is something super unrealistic, but something can be figured out, you know? Yeah. It's tough. Cause sometimes you don't know when you should stop or if you should continue, but if you just keep going, you'll figure out a way to make things fit you. You'll and maybe you'll, out. and maybe you can figure out like what it is that you're looking for. <laughs> like this kid, this kid probably loves basketball so much one of his main goals was probably just to like wow people with the ball. And he's certainly accomplishing all that, you know, mm-hmm. there's uh maybe all you can do is shoot, but you go around and just shoot the lights out wherever you go. And people are digging on that. You know, mm-hmm. it could be, there's a lot of different, um, a lot of different ways to still get the attention. I think that it's important though, to have these like strong, powerful dreams as a kid, you grow up and you play soccer and you're like, man, I'm going to be on the Olympic team one day. I think that's great. Like, I think that's a healthy it's a healthy thing. And like the world, the world is full of plenty of negativity and we can get down to reality at some other point. Yeah. I heard a really cool analogy the other day where they were talking about, this guy was talking about a garden and how he helped his grandma with his, with his garden all the time. And, uh, she was teaching him like how these things grow. They got to water it. We got to make sure it's position, you know, in position to get like sun and we got to groom it and this and that. And, 
he came back like two weeks later and there was a lot of weeds. He's like, um, you know, grandma, I think you said, you know, we got to water like the area in order for things to grow. She's like, oh, those are weeds. <laughs> they don't need, they don't need any water or sunlight. They're going to grow anyway. Like, yeah. obviously they need something. But the point is, is like, there's going to be plenty of negative shit around and there'll be plenty of reality checks as you go through life. And I think it's, it's actually a great thing when you're young to think that you're going to be like in the NFL. And at some point, again, you'll have to, reality is going to kick in at some point and things will start to make more sense. Your goals will start to shift and it's not you just being compromising and necessarily giving up, but you're like, you know, what, what makes more sense for me? And that could even be, you know, meeting a significant other or something. Maybe you have this, maybe you're really driven. You're like, I want to, you know, go around the country and I want to, you know, do all this different stuff. And then you meet somebody and you're like, I'm chilling right here. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I don't really want to move around that much because I, I enjoy being with this person. And so then your goals change and then you're like, well, maybe, you know, rather than, uh, you know, traveling as much as I thought, maybe I'll travel with this person, you know, twice a year, something, you know, and you start to come up with some, uh, compromise and you start to come up with things that make more sense for your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, I'm saying, nah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So then what's, uh, I mean, I guess just the changing of goals. Is that like what you use, what you use now for motivation, Mark? Cause I, there's a lot of people that are like, maybe they, they got the job that they wanted. Maybe it stalled out a little bit, but now it's like, man, okay, now how do I kick it into another gear to re obtain another goal of mine? I think the main thing for me right now is trying to like make things more, uh, optimal. You know, how do you like optimize stuff? How do you like, I think there's a lot of things I can tweak and there's a lot of things I can make better. So, uh, why not, you know, why not stack it up and go and go kind of vertical with those things rather than like trying to continue to like expand outward. Mm. You know, I've done that before and it's like, that doesn't make me feel very good. And it, it kind of like, uh, puts a lot on you. But if I kind of stack it up vertically, if I'm like, uh, you know, Hey, like some of this digital marketing is good. Like let's, you know, in football, you would just say, let's run the same play, you know, yeah. let's run, run that goddamn play again, you know, it got us five yards. And if we get another five yards, we get another first down. So, um, those are the kind of things I think about now. How do I, how do I take things and make them more optimal? And I am motivated by that. Um, that, that does get me, um, you know, it's not as exciting as like trying something totally new, uh, but I'm not going to like try, you know, something new, you know, every other week there's always business is really weird because everything is always just like kind of different anyway. Every situation is different and um, all the different things that you try, they they end up just, they just end up being different. Every commercial that we shoot is different. Every photo shoot that we do is different. Um, They all have their challenges. They all have their um, kind of advantages and disadvantages, but really just trying to like optimize stuff. I mean, this sheet, is a good example that we got from Jessica today about we have Jay Nara coming in, uh, coming up and or tomorrow or mm-hmm. Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 today's Monday. Um, and then it just has, it's just a chart. It's got the information on like when he's coming in, what we're mm-hmm. doing. I mean, even our lunch is on there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when I went and saw Gary V, he showed me his like calendar, his shower is on there. He has, a, he has, <laughs> he has his shower is on his schedule. It's like, why is your shower there? He's like, I like to take a shower at that time. So, you know, boom, 10 minutes. And he does like a 10 minute shower. Like he like times it wow. like he's, he's, uh, he's a nut, but it's something that work that works for him. He's able to kind of schedule these things. And then back to, um, 
some of what we were talking about with uh, Jason Kalipa, this can be really motivating too, is to have this as many reps as possible mindset. Mm. We don't want to be like, you know, we don't want to like wear ourselves out, you know, but uh, you know, Jason's mindset grew over a long period of time. That's also important to know. So if you're like, man, I don't have energy for that. That's okay. None of us do. None of us did. You'll gain more energy as you go along. And the more that you do, the more that you can do, the more that you'll be able to handle. You look at someone like The Rock. You know, years ago, uh, The Rock was went to college and he played football. And, like, what else did he do? Probably, like, partied a little bit and went to class. Like, normal shit, right? Um, and then what did he evolve into? Then for a while he was doing, uh, you know, he was in a WWE and he was doing, you know, Raw and SmackDown tapings all over the country, traveling the world. Like, that's a lot on your plate. But mainly he was, one, he, mainly he was like, kind of one thing. He was a wrestler. And then as he progressed, he started doing wrestling and movies at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of dumped, he dumped the wrestling and now he's in movies and TV. He's got ballers. I mean, for a little while there, I think he had about <laughs> two or three movies kind of coming in and out of the movie theater, like in the same, in the same time span. And he's like on the cover of like GQ muscle and fitness. And it's like, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like for some people that can make them feel like kind of down. Cause they're like, I can't, you know, I can't even like just go to class in one given day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you just keep working and you'll build up your capacity. You'll be able to handle more work. It's the same as training. Uh, maybe the first time, like I've been given uh, Charlie Rocket these really easy workouts. I'm like, do three sets of 10 of curls and three sets of 10 of overhead presses with dumbbells. Go back and forth on that. And he's like, what else? I'm like, that's it. Fucking peace out. Get out of the gym, you know? <laughs> just giving him like, you know, really, really easy uh, real mild, mild stuff. Because in the beginning, I don't want him to go in there and get all sore. Right. I don't yeah. want him to go in there and be like, Oh my God, I can't walk or I can't move. So really, really uh, start really simple and you build up on top of that. Man, my mind. Like, um, <laughs> as you're mentioning the rock, uh, for all my, my nerds out there, millennials, you remind me of like a, a Pokemon. Dwayne Johnson <laughs> evolves into Dwayne Johnson, the the movie star. Evolves mm -hmm. into Dwayne Johnson, the whatever. You just went from wrestler to move, mm -hmm. wrestling to movies to this to this. You know what I mean? Um, Did you guys uh, watch Hobbs and Shaw? By the way, Pokemon playing card, The Rock. Huh? He, he needs a Pokemon poke playing card. He needs like the, a wrestling. Uh, yeah, just he'd like be overpowered. <laughs> Op. Oh man, dude, I watched Hobbs and Shaw last night. That movie's insane. Yeah. I haven't seen it. He's yet. pretty strong, man. He like held the helicopter with one arm. Yeah. Well, no. And then there's one scene where he sticks his arm out of a, uh, I forgot the car, but he, they're driving really, really fast. And there's a motorcycle driving really, really fast at them. And he sticks his arm out. Clothesline. You know, he just, he literally grabs him and he holds him and then smashes him into the wall as they're still driving. Yeah. Like, dude, how strong is he? And Mo we most, trust. Yeah, well, most of the shots in the movie are just to try to get those biceps and triceps on screen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, all God. tan. It's all oiled up. Yeah. Hey, but you know He's what? Jacked. He's like, so jacked. Like, on that AMRAP mentality, you know, you know how we were talking about that John Donaher guy yesterday? Yeah. Okay, so for everyone- the coach. The coach. Mm -hmm. For everyone who doesn't know who John Donaher is, just picture uh, a really, well, uh, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but he, he's a kind of almost frail looking- uh, professorish looking guy. He just like he he. If you're watching the video, you'll see who I'm talking about. Um, but John Donaher, uh, 
he was a guy who was a professor, you know, before he got into jujitsu. Um, I think he was a, when he was a bouncer, he saw like his bouncing guys like deal with uh, other people or, you know, like, oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah. He, he saw his like other bouncer friends dealing with um, alcohol or people that mm. were drunk with grappling. So he got into grappling later in life. Now, as he learned about it, Henzo Gracie said that John would spend 12 to 14 hours in the school every day. Literally every day because he became obsessed with jujitsu. And what does he turn into? He doesn't turn into a premier jujitsu competitor, but what he does turn into is one of the best jujitsu coaches in the world, even though he's not someone who's done grappling from like six or seven years old. Mm. But he's literally one of the best nogi and gi coaches in the world. And like recently at the ADCC, which is like the nogi championships, his team, the Donaher Death Squad, brought home apparently the most medals Damn. in ADCC history from a single team. Mm. That's insane. And that's wow. from somebody who just had a passion for something. He had a background in teaching. He was a professor. He had a background in teaching and uses that way of learning to learn jujitsu and learn how to teach jujitsu in a more optimal way. So he didn't turn into some crazy competitor, but he turned into a crazy coach because he had some talents that were developed in another way. But he did go all in. You know, he went all in there. So that's just how things work sometimes. I know for you, like, you know, being excited about fitness when you're doing programming for people and somebody's like, ah, you know, my like, you know, sometimes you spit out information and it's like not working on a person for a particular reason. Right. They communicate with you and now it's like let's say sunday and you have to do programming for that person you're not like oh man like i had to programming for this guy his squats stuck and you know you're like this is this is really cool i need to try to figure this out i wonder if this you know i tried this a while back that worked really great or this worked really great on another client i'm gonna you know and you start writing and it's if you have no control over like your hand or if you're typing it out or whatever and you're, you're fired up and excited about it. It's so important that people find stuff that they really enjoy, you know, and you hear that kind of all the time. You hear people say it all the time uh, that it won't ever feel like work and stuff like that. But it's, it's not so much that it won't ever feel like work. It's just that you'll, you'll be able to have a lot of consistency with it and you'll be able to spend a lot of time doing it because you actually enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you'll, you'll be, uh, you'll have the sense of fulfillment. Like when I worked at my previous job, I had none of that and I hated it. And then now I come here and I, you know, take even as silly as like, uh, I remember it was, it was before even Trump was the president, but I took a picture of Mark and I photoshopped Donald Trump's head on it. <laughs> and I just remember Mark being like, oh, we broke the internet. This got like more likes than any picture I've ever you know posted. And I just remember being like, whoa, like that's weird. Like I made an impact, even if it triggered and upset people or whatever. Yeah. But like, I just remember like, that would have never happened at my previous job. Like mm -hmm. everything goes unnoticed. And then here it's like, oh wow, I'm actually kind of leaving a little footprint on this planet. Bro, look at Sarmageddon. You've look at the footprint <laughs> left yeah. on that. Yeah. People are coming to that for their resource on what to do or like, you know, just like how to think about that mm -hmm. type of stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. I, it, it, trust me. I, I, yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never expected that to happen. And I think um, that's kind of like what drives me now is like, you know, I have some certain goals and then the goals changed. And then all of a sudden now it's like, oh, now that's my goal. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of like it like sort of like uh, re replenishes the uh, the motivational tank, you know. Yeah, it's uh, super motivating to do stuff better. You know, yeah. like um, when we had uh, we had Brian Aldrew in. And he was showing us some of the overhead presses. 
I think the next day I was in there and I was, I was working on it again and he showed me something that he didn't really show us in like his demonstration. And it wasn't, and it, the reason he didn't show us because it wasn't anything technical. It was just like a mindset. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, you got to go. Sorry. <laughs> Explode the whole desk. He's like, I broke my pen. You broke oh. your pen. He's like, dude, you got to like, you know, when it's time to go, he's like, you got to go. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm being, a, I'm being a pussy. You know what I mean? And so he just meant like, you only have so much time because you're trying to hold your air and it's hard to press the weight up overhead mm-hmm. uh, if you don't have your air. And if you lose your air during the set, then it's kind of hard to regain it. And you're only going to be able to regain it uh, with your arms kind of up over your head. It's easier to breathe in that position. And you start to deflate and you start to kind of lose your core. Um, but the whole point is, is that when you take on a mindset of trying to go in deep on something and trying to like just be better at something than you were yesterday, it's actually really exciting. And it's actually really fun. I mean, you can apply, you can be as crazy as you want to be with this stuff and you can apply it to all kinds of stuff. I remember uh, one time I hung out with Dave Tate, the uh, owner of Elite fts.com and uh he like every time we went somewhere he like flew out of the car and this is a guy who's like he's been powerlifting for years like he's kind of in kind of in a bunch of pain you know Mm -hmm. and i was like why do you like i mean you're like he i I was getting out of the car and he's like around the block you know what i mean and i asked him i was like why do you do that he's like because because i don't want to waste any time doing stuff and he's like so i built up this mindset like when i get somewhere i want to get there and then i want to you know get back to whatever it, it is i was doing and but you the point is you can take that mindset and apply that to just about anything you could figure out like where am i fucking around where am i losing time where you know how can i be uh more optimal how can i push a little bit harder and with the amrap mentality it's as many reps as possible and you're, if you look at some CrossFit workouts, these people are, I mean, it's really rare to see it in bodybuilding and in powerlifting, although I've seen it before, for people to hit the ground. Mm. I mean, CrossFit, that's like, that's an average day in CrossFit. You're on the ground, your arms are up over your head, and you're just like dying. You know, you're making like the sweat angel that they always talk about. And, uh, that's some of the stuff that you're trying to do in your in your day to day. Like you don't maybe have to go quite that hard, but just imagine, you know, you're at 90, 95 most of the time because it might be hard if you're going 100, going 100 on everything all the time, you're you're going to be you're going to be wiped out, you know? Yeah. But what if you just cranked everything up just 3%, 5% more than you're doing now? Mhm. Yeah. I, I hate getting to that point where you're just dying. We kind of went there yesterday to that point where I'm not recovering anymore. It's I'm still dying. I'm still not recovering. But yeah, implement that in your everyday business life and it's you will be able to push a little bit further. I fucked up this pen. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, don't passion, let me man. don't let me Hulk smash the table anymore. <laughs> that was my last pin I had as loners too. Oh man. It's like all jacked up like the top came off and a spring <laughs> oh, the springs out you're not nah, you're done. A spring shot out of it. You're totally done. And I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. But if you you know if you're listening and you honestly let let's just say that right now um you you're like I, I don't have anything I have that passion for then yeah go out like self authoring find things figure it out because when you do find something that you really do like then even even if you don't know much about it right now the learning experience is going to be enjoyable mm-hmm. like it'll take a while because you have to yeah. get good and you have to learn something like. Sometimes you can't just go out and do something because you don't know much about it. But once you figure out what that thing is, 
you you will you will put in the time to work and learn at it and it won't be as hard as it is you know sitting in school trying to read about algebra it won't it won't <laughs> feel like that because now you have a vigor towards it so just remember like it's it's not always going to be there initially you'll have to learn at it you'll have to get good but it a lot a lot of that process isn't going to feel like it's not going to feel like school for yeah. some of us and and you might hate school but you're going to have to be educated you, you know like you're there's just not I, I apologize in advance there's not a way around it mm-hmm. you, you you need to be educated on something whether it's that i mean that could just be that you're you know really really awesome at basketball like that could be your education that's fine but you better be really really skilled at whatever it is you're doing and you better learn a ton about it regardless of how much you like i didn't really like school but i spent um from pretty much the last pretty much the last about 15 years or so you know really diving in deep and really trying to learn maybe even a little bit longer probably almost like 20 years really diving in deep and learning like all kinds of stuff some of it started out with training stuff and then it kind of evolved into over the last about five years uh shifted over into more like personal development stuff because i found that for me uh the more general it was the more the 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 easier it was for me to transition it into my like day to day like i don't really need specifics i just need like uh some general shit and then i can kind of get moving on it Mm. that's all the time we got peeps appreciate you guys following along if you want to get some of that mind mind bullet uh extract go over to mind bullet dot com and check it out we got uh capsules as well also uh thanks to our sponsors at perfect keto and at piedmontese andrew you want to give him the code yeah sure um so for perfect keto uh if you guys want to get on that nootropic that we're always talking about just head over to perfectketo.com slash power project enter promo code power project at checkout and you'll get 15 percent off everything in your cart and then for piedmontese head over to piedmontese.com P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com, enter promo code power project, and that'll get you an entire 25% off oh, your entire God. order. I know. So that's by my calculations, that's I think a quarter off of the price. It's a quarter. Yeah. And then if you uh, spend $99 or more, you get free two day shipping. That's awesome. Yeah. And what's our code for perfect keto? People get that perfect keto. Yeah. It's just uh, code uh, power project. And there you go. And then Andrew, do you have an Instagram? I think I do. We it, never plug all. We don't plug our Instagrams. Yeah, we should. Uh, mine is at I am Andrew Z. And today, I actually just posted a uh, a Sarmageddon Q and A. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Towards the towards the mm-hmm. end of Sarmageddon, I I'm re- gonna ask a question. Yeah, <laughs> towards the end of Sarmageddon, I reached out and asked everybody, like, "Hey, what's something you want me to address in the final episode?" And I only got to a little bit of it. I ended up interviewing Mark, and it went way better than I could have ever like done anything myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I answered a handful of questions, but I got so much, uh, so much feedback from that that I'm gonna have to make multiple videos just by answering questions. And one of the questions was like, "What do you regret?" And my regret was I didn't lean on people that follow me on Instagram. I ended up making YouTube videos for the masses of people, which was like tons of haters and stuffs. And I wish I didn't go that route. Mm. I wish I just like focused on the people that actually cared. And so that's what I'm going to be doing with my IGTV now mm. is like, nice. yeah, answering, like hanging out with like the people that actually care. So that's at I am Andrew Z and yeah, reach out and hit me up with some more questions. Cool. What's your Instagram, sir? And Seema Eyang, N-S-I-M-A. I-N-Y-A-N-G. I was hoping you'd spell it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later.